This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor. At Daily Pastor, we know that church leaders want to be better equipped for ministry. You need encouragement to not just survive, but thrive in the place where God has called you. Most training and resources don't really prepare church leaders for the challenges they will face. These real-world challenges can make you feel overwhelmed, underprepared, isolated, or burned out. We believe you don't have to face challenges alone. It is why Daily Pastor helps church leaders and volunteers find the encouragement and tools to thrive in ministry. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about business. It's business time. We're going to clarify some short terms that may be thrown around in your board meetings. We're going to simplify the flow of money within your church or organization. It's going to be great. I'm Dace Clifton, and I'm joined today with Kyle Willis, who is the founder of Talenton Church Services. The reason why we're switching roles today is because I know nothing about business, but we have an expert on the show today. Kyle, how are you doing today? I I am great, Dace. Uh, it is a great day to talk about business stuff that uh, most pastors don't really want to talk about. Uh, but we're going to dive in today. We're going to dive in a little deep. We're gonna we're gonna scratch the surface on a lot of areas, but we we may get in. So, hey, Dace, let me ask you a question. On a scale of one to ten, ten being awesome, one is like. Had no nothing. Uh, hey, how well are pastors prepared to handle the business side of of their church and church leadership? My immediate response, speaking purely of myself, is a negative one. However, it's a wide array of skills. You know, God calls men uh, into the pastorate and people into pastoral ministry from all types of backgrounds. In fact, I met a guy one time who was a banker for 25 years before he was called into the ministry. And as we were talking about budgeting and church finance, I was like, oh, wow, I wish I could be like that guy. But Kyle, to be honest with you, the majority of pastors and ministry workers, they're not that strong in their grasp of business basics. And so with rare exception, most pastors could use some significant help and insight when it comes to the business operation of their churches. Well, and that's perfectly okay because, you know, I, as a as a lay leader in the past, I expected my pastor to not only be able to preach, teach, disciple, do all those certain things, but also wear the hats of uh, accountant and, you know, all those different things, lawyer, right? And be, be well-versed. And, and that's frankly not the case. I mean, even in Acts 6-2, uh, the early disciples gathered together and said, should we neglect the preaching of the word in order to wait tables? And the inference is no, uh, that that. There are some things we are going to prioritize over others. And so if if the the business world isn't your cup of tea, go ahead and listen today because we're going to simplify uh, some of those things. Well, that's right. And Kyle, I'm just curious, share with us the vision behind the organization that you've founded and tell us kind of how you got there and, and what that's all about. Yeah, and so Talent on Church Services, that's T-A-L-A-N-T-O-N, it actually comes out of the Greek word out of Matthew 25 and the parable of the talents. And so uh, our idea is, is how do we steward well? And and that's what the, the question we're trying to answer. And so uh, we know that, frankly, the work week can kind of be uh, a burden for a lot of pastors and, and all the things that, that you have to juggle. And so what we try to do is lighten the load. 
try to come in and say, hey, we're some expert, we're some things that you need some expert advice and how can we provide that? And so traditionally it's been in facilities, finances and, and staffing. We, we kind of look at it and are able to, not as a, a typical church consultant, but really provide some heavy lifting so that uh, you have some excellency in your ministry. We really enjoy doing it. And for me, it is a ministry. Uh, this is how we are um, growing the local church. And so we're really excited about it. And so Talenton, like I said, is is out of Matthew 25. And, and the idea that our our master has gone away and he's entrusted us with these talents and he comes back. And in verse 23, he says, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Well, that's great. And that Matthew 25, 23, that's our verse for the day. And so once again, just carrying that thought that we have all been given some responsibility and God has entrusted us with these responsibilities. And what I'm hearing from you is really your role is to come alongside church leaders and to help them manage and steward what God has given them more effectively for more kingdom impact and more benefit. So Kyle, I'm excited about that. God bless you. And thank you for your ministry in that. I've got a question for you, though. Um, For those of us like myself who are somewhat business impaired, can you explain some basic business terminology that's going to be helpful for us, specifically in the area of church finance? Yeah, absolutely. And so if you you got board meeting or budget preparation coming up, uh, let's talk about some of these. And so um, if you have a maybe a deacon or, or an elder that talks about uh, income or top line revenue, uh, the way to think about this is just money coming in. So this is uh, not only your, your weekly offering, uh, you, online giving is certainly a part of it. You may have stock donations or designated funds. You may be selling stuff in like a bookstore. So uh, any of those time, any time money is received by the church, that that is considered income, or you may hear it referred to as like top line or sales. So in a business, this is how much money did we bring in? This is our revenue. So on the top line, if you think of your P&L or your profit and loss statement at the top, it'll have the income. Then it will list all the expenses. And so you may have a chart of accounts that says, hey, this is where we're spending our money. We spend this much in wages and salary. We spend this much on the next generation, on our youth programs. Hey, we also have a building to pay for. So our mortgage, our utilities, all those are going to be your expenses. And so that's kind of the, the middle of a PL. So on the top, you have your income. That's your top line sales. You have expenses that fall uh, all the way down that page. And then at the bottom, you have profit. Uh, Probably a better word or a term in uh, church leadership circles is retained earnings. So I I will say that profit to me is not a dirty word. Um, I do think it means that um, there are certain things that we're doing well. But uh, we also know that uh, giving can fluctuate in the church world. And so uh, you may run a deficit in September and October, uh, but towards the end of the year, November and December, Hopefully, uh, you're in a position where you're taking in more money uh, than your expenses are. And so that would be retained earnings, which is uh, the idea or, or bottom line. So we have the top line, middle, and bottom. Your retained earnings are the bottom line. And this is, hey, we brought in $5,000 more than we spent out this month. And then, obviously, later on, you're going to repurpose those uh, to where you need it, or you may have a negative month. 
one of the other things that uh, we talk a lot about is budgeting and forecasting. And so for a lot of churches, it is that budgeting season. I will just simply say that uh, budgeting and forecasting is uh, the necessary steps it takes to plan your church's operations. So uh, don't think of budgeting as simply line items and saying, okay, hey, this is, yeah, we've always spent a thousand dollars here. We're going to do that again. But budgeting is really the strategic planning of resources. And so you may say, hey, listen, we've always done it this way, but we really want to pivot and we want to um, pursue this ministry focus. Uh, That's kind of the budgeting. The forecasting is more uh, number crunching in the the business world and publicly traded companies they'll issue quarterly forecasts and so they'll sit there and say hey this is what we did in the last quarter we think we're going to take in this much sales or make or lose this much money and so the forecasting a little bit technical uh, i don't want this to be a wait for you and so if you're sitting here and i'm talking too fast and you're like okay i don't even know what a pnl is i think we take in money i hope we spend it wisely um Really look at it as the same way you would your personal finances. Okay, every couple of weeks I get paid. I've got these bills and this is how much is left. Uh, look at your church budget, although there's hopefully some more digits after that. Uh, it doesn't have to be that complicated. Well, I think you raise a great point that I know that in my own finances, when I'm looking and, and monitoring a little closer, kind of where the money's going, where the cash is going, it does cause me to to be a little more careful in my stewardship of that. And so, yeah, that's great advice, Kyle. Kyle, I've got one other question I want to ask you. I know you work with a lot of different churches and you've seen a lot of different things. Now, I don't want you to dime anybody out, but can you tell me, you know, what's what's a common mistake that you've seen or a big mistake that you've seen regarding finances and budget in the church world? In other words, something that we need to look out for and make sure that we're not doing that. Yeah, absolutely, Dace. I would say that one of the most common challenges that I see for pastors and church leaders uh, is this idea that either I have to be an expert or I'm not even going to touch it. So it's this this swing that I'm either on a one or a 10. And the truth is you can get away with being anywhere between a three and an eight. Okay. And and depending on the size of your staff and, and spend, you may be forced to, to move closer to a 10, but uh, you don't need to know all the tax implications. Okay. You do not need to understand um, every every legal or every nuance, uh, let someone else, let a, a CPA in your state figure that out. Give me a call. I'd, I'd be happy to connect uh, with you. But the reality is you also cannot just blow this part off. Okay. Part of being a good steward uh, is in, in handling um, those resources. And so uh, I would say that's basic the basic challenge. And and uh, as we've talked before on this podcast, uh, isolation is not good. And so if you don't know, just ask. I will say most of the business leaders you have in your church would love to pour into you and explain to you, hey, this is what it is. You just simply have to ask. And so, um, yeah, one of the challenges we see, so there's staffing. Uh, hey, we've had turnover or we've always done it this way or oh my gosh, um, they're volunteers. And so I I don't want to uh, make them mad. They've been doing our books for 20 years. And the reality is your organization has changed over the last 20 years. And so don't be afraid to look forward and say, what is our staffing? 
I think there are some really effective and efficient ways out there, uh, like Talenton, that can provide a much broader scope of, of resources because they're talking to other churches and organizations and, and frankly deliver a reduced cost to you. I would say one of the other ones is technology. There's a lot of church management systems out there and hey, we use this one or that one. This one's no longer supported. We've got to convert. Uh, don't be afraid to uh, kind of embrace that technology. But the other thing that I would really mention in terms of where pastors should guard against is what we call like segregation of duties or proper internal controls. Dace, let me ask you this. Brotherhood Mutual recently published some numbers on this. Uh, if you had to guess, and I'm talking about the capital C church here all across the world, uh, but the amount of money that they estimate is stolen from churches through fraud, embezzlement. Um, what number figure, give me something. What do you think that would be? You know, that's a, such a hard question. I'm going to say it's going to be in the billions though, maybe two or $3 billion, something like that. Maybe that's just my best guess. Hey, it's a good guess. It does start with a billion, uh, but the actual answer is 50 to $60 billion. Wow. Okay. This is more than what's given to global missions. This is more than if you took the profits of some of America's uh, honestly, Hallmark companies in terms of like Walmart, Home Depot, Costco, uh, Google, if you added all of them together, uh, we're still not even up to that number. And so uh, for me, it's frankly uh, just a real challenge. And like I said, so segregation of, of duties or proper internal controls is that check and balance. And so you may have a regular audit uh, where someone comes in and looks at stuff. Uh, if you don't, that's okay. But let's think through, hey, what are those things that we really want to guard against? And and I'll tell you, a lot of times it comes through the payable system. So how you pay your bills. Um, there's a lot of things out there where you can set up fake vendors. And, and so uh, even thinking about how you want to sign checks, do we need two signatures? What's the purchasing uh, approval limits? So, hey, we want um, any any expense over $500 that's not recurring and, and kind of unexpected, we want to have another set of eyes on. I think that's a really good way to start. If you're out there going, hey, I don't understand any of this, I'd also direct you to ECFA has a lot of great resources for you. You know, Kyle, you mentioned proper internal controls. It reminds me of a crazy story I heard, regardless of what size of church we're talking about, I heard a story recently of, from a pastor that he was leading a church that was under 100 people, maybe 60 or 70 people, and the longtime accountant and the trusted deacon, it just so turns out, had an account that was for the church that nobody else in the church knew about. And this is like 60 people mm. to the tune of over 300 thousand dollars. There's something that went wrong in internal controls. And so regardless of the size of your organization, you need to make sure that you've got proper internal controls. You need to make sure that you know the difference between what is your income, what are your expen expenses, uh, make sure that you're aware of what's the, the cash flow situation of your profit or retained earnings so that you can steward the ministry so that you can plan, budget, and also forecast to steward this well. It doesn't matter if you're pastoring a church of 50 people 
or a church significantly larger than that. We need to have some measure of expertise and some measure of knowing what is actually going on. I'm certainly not a a church finance expert. Uh, We have an accountant, praise God, and she does an excellent job. But I still ultimately, as a pastor, a senior pastor of a church, need to know uh, how are we doing financially? Where is the money going? Are we stewarding it well? Are we managing uh, our budget and our finances well? And do we have the proper controls in place that people would expect so that they can give knowing that their gift is going to be stewarded well and with the utmost integrity? I think that's what it's all about, Kyle. Thank you so much. Is there anything you want to add to before we shut it down for today? Yeah, just uh, on the proper internal controls, like I would say, it's estimated that 5% of churches at any given time have fraud or embezzlement happening. Wow. So what that means to me is that through the through the course of your ministry, uh, it is highly likely that you're going to run into a situation, okay? Um, and and uh, your radar, your attentiveness can only help to... Um, to fin that off. And so I would say is if something doesn't feel right, if your gut isn't sitting well with you, um, double check it, pursue it. Um, Hey, people are there to help you. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode as we've talked about some of the church business basics, a really important subject. And Kyle, thank you so much for sharing your expertise on this. And for all of those that are listening If you have a question or you are in a situation where you need some resources and some guidance, we'd love to connect with you. Send us an email at thedailypastor at gmail.com. That's thedailypastor at gmail.com. If you are a church leader out there, I just want you to know that we are here to serve you. Would love a chance to talk to you and and feel free to reach out. Email me today at kyle, K-Y-L-E, at talentonservices.com. That's T-A-L-A-N-T-O-N services.com. Or you can give me a call on my cell phone, 405-343-8700. Dace, thanks for letting us talk today about Talent On. And as always, we hope that you have been encouraged by this episode. Here's how Daily Pastor supports church leaders. First, register your email to get access to our latest content. Second, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. Third, get the encouragement and tools you need. This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast.